0: You're listening to the PT Profit Podcast, episode number 312. Today, we're doing day two's training of how to boost your profit by creating clients on demand with your content. Are you ready? Let's dive in. What's up, coach? Thank you so much for pushing play on another episode of the PT Profit Podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Simpson. And if this is the first time that you're hanging out with me today, welcome. I'm super pumped that you're here. Today, I'm rolling the second training I did inside of my free Facebook group. So if you're not there already, be sure to click the link in the show notes and come join the conversation so that I can help you implement the training that we are going deep inside of the how to boost your profits and inside of this three-part training because I gave you the what, the why, and I gave you the how. But the problem that most coaches face is not even necessarily the strategy. It is the activation and implementation of the strategy. Now, can you point to a million dollar business that didn't get support? No. Come inside of the free group. I'm there at least once a day. And I would be happy to share and connect with you and answer some of the questions that we're talking about today. Because one of the biggest things that I break down in today's training is about how to really create content for your client on a subconscious level. Meaning, how do you subconsciously connect with the people who are meant to work with you? Now, sometimes I used to get really just in my head about this training, because if you look at my Instagram right now, I haven't grown in any days. And so sometimes I get a little bit like, oh, who am I to be teaching this? But the point is, but what I hope you see and what I hope you, you learn from this, this episode that I'm about to roll from you is that this is why the majority of the metrics that you are taught to look for are popularity metrics, not profitability metrics. Because a while my Instagram may not be growing at the clip as to which people expect that it should or that mine should, my bank account is, and we are consistently enrolling one to five clients per month uh, without ads and with a small following. And I'm not DMing 100 people a day. And if you're like, what Beverly, how are you doing it? Well, then a good thing you press play, stay till the end of this episode because I walk you through exactly how to create that compelling content that's fast, that will save you time and will connect with your ideal clients and works not just for me, but for my clients too. So if you really wanna get workshop help, meaning come to a workshop and really like rubber meets the road, let's let's get some work done, then come join me inside of my free workshop. I do it weekly, it's free. This is an opportunity for you to get some work done. And if you want some more in-depth training on how you can implement this process, then come join me in the Simple Scaling Workshop. I I do it weekly live. There's no recordings. There's nothing to buy there. It's just a small group of people who are ready to work. So if that's you, DM me workshop on Instagram at B Simpson Fitness, or you can send me an email or go to the link that is, that is in the show notes, Simple Scaling Live, or it's Simple Scaling Live, and uh, join me inside of the next workshop. Okay, without further ado, let's go ahead and roll that training. Wanted to just quickly recap on some of the things that we talked about yesterday. So listen, we talked about, you know, chances are you've heard that, that saying of, you know, the 80-20 rule, we hear it in the context of nutrition, but the truth of the matter is that it also exists in business and where 40% of our work is actually the, uh, 40% of our work is actually the offer itself. So if we can make our offer so good that it sells itself, then we don't have to work so hard in this part where we have to become these master marketers. And the truth of the matter is just make your offer so good that it sells itself and you put it in front of the right person at the right time, then you're going to be profitable. Okay. So yesterday I unpacked the PT profit formula, which is the three pillars of performance because we are going through the four, and it's three, but you know, the fourth one is emotional regulation, which we'll talk about at the, we'll talk about tomorrow, but you know, four essential systems that every successful health and wellness per, per business has inside of their business. whether so it's online in-person combination of both. And we, yesterday we unpacked how we can really upgrade our offers and make our offers so good that they sell itself. Okay, because it's not just your one-on-one service. Okay, so now we need to start talking about the who and how we get them really excited about purchasing our products and services. And so in order to do that, we need to really fully understand when do people actually make an investment? OK, so they purchase when there is an offer, an opportunity to solve their problem and or fulfill a desire when the desire is already there and all of the resistance is removed. And I don't mean resistance in just in the universal objections or resistance. I'm talking about the resistance in in your process, in your solution to you, to themselves. So how do you do that? There needs to be an airtight argument for why the program exists and why they would be foolish not to buy. So, when the perceived value is 10 times worth the asking investment of time, money, energy, effort measured against the cost of not getting started, that's when people will buy. Okay. So, there's this common misconception out there that, oh, we need to niche down and we need to survey our audience so that in order to create that type of air type argument, we need to sell them what they want. Right. But Here's the thing. Most people are going, and, and listen, first of all, I just want to acknowledge that I get why we've all heard the riches are in the niches or we hear things like if you speak to everyone that you speak to no one and and those types of clichés are are a cliché for a reason right because you, the specificity in your language is going to be like a laser beam through that echo chamber on social media that to to reach your clients Okay, the problem that so many people get into without even realizing it is that they really go after the demographics, age, gender identification, which is oftentimes, you know, I don't know about you, but I have yet to meet a busy a mom over forty who doesn't identify as busy. Okay, and so and 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 then to remind remind you and remember that uh, you know. That type of, you know, superficial 25, 40, a 40-year-old busy mom who's working two full-time jobs is going to have a whole set of different problems or different circumstances than say a busy mom over 40 who is, you know, a stay-at-home mom. It's neither bad or wrong. It's just that layer of specificity. Is going to be that laser beam for you. And then, you know, when we talk about surveying our audience, like, I get why we need to listen, we need to be present, we need to be authentic and connect with our people. But oftentimes when people when we survey our audience and we just give them what they want, that's like telling your children, what do you want for dinner? And they and we're gonna and they say mac and cheese and ice cream all day, every day. And you're like, oh, okay, I'll just give you mac and cheese and ice cream all day. I probably don't have to tell you that that's not what you're gonna do. It needs to be a combination of both. You see what I'm saying? You know that you're going to give your kids a little bit of mac and cheese and ice cream and they need vegetables and protein, but you notice how oftentimes they're not asking for it. Okay, And it's not that that's bad or that's wrong. We're going to be talking about levels of awareness today and how we can get really clear on our content in terms of of creating that type of content so that we can cultivate the demand that's already there because we're not creating demand. I'm not here to convince anybody of anything, okay? I'm here to cultivate the demand that's already there. Okay, so then how do we niche, right? How do we do we get into the the connection components of generating revenue? Well, we need to get clear on what is the specific problem. And the more specific you are, the better. Okay, What is the specific way that you solve it? And then what is the specific outcome that you deliver on? Because then the specific person will become clear. And this is how you will communicate the right offer to the right person at the right time, because you will know the specificity in the problem, how you solve it, what the outcomes are, and who the person is and what they're going through, and your content is going to be rooted in this way of communicating, okay? Because the customer journey that people are really going through when it comes to meeting you for the first time and becoming a client the fastest, most efficient way possible is that they need to believe in you, okay? And so, they, which means they need to believe or they need to know you exist, This is the visibility component. If we look at that growth equation I talked about yesterday, which was visibility, value, and then volume, they need to see that you exist. Okay. If, if they can't, if they, they can't buy from the internet's best kept secret, if you're trying to build an online business, they need to believe in your offer. So this is why your offer is so important. This is why I always talk about how if you are really focusing on those popularity metrics, no like and trust and trying to build rapport and trying to be so vulnerable and try to like build a community of friends, which is not necessarily bad. It's just that I don't know about you, but my, the people who love me the most aren't my customers. So and and we need to understand that people are really investing in your offer. It's not trusting you as a person. It's do they trust in your offer that their process is going and your process is going to help them solve the problem. So they need to believe in your offer. They need to be, believe in themselves, OK? Oh, I forgot. No, no, no. That's the next one. They need to believe in you. And they need to believe in the offer. And then they need to believe in themselves. That's the last domino to fall, which most people miss. They need to believe that, oh, I can do this. And when that happens, they'll say yes to themselves. And then when they believe that they need it now, now, not tomorrow, not in a few weeks, then... You're gonna be golden, okay? So, and and they'll say yes to themselves, and it will have nothing to do with you. And the sale and the ask is has everything to do with them saying yes to themselves, and not to and not and not the you, okay? So then, so so this means that when we understand that, this means that we have to, we have to. We what this means is that we have to really fully understand your client. We need to understand the vicious cycle that they're in and the virtuous cycle that they're in. Because what you what well, when it comes to creating content, and not just any content. I'm talking about conversion content, and you've got three different types of conversion content. We're gonna get to that. But we have to really know our person and we have to know them so well, okay? And it, and we have to remember that our customer, whether they're in a virtuous cycle or a vicious cycle, we're all in this. We are all repet, in a repetitive process of taking action. Now, the action that we take comes from our belief and it comes from our level of skill. Okay, which you can see here from the slide. Okay, and then when they take an action, there's going to be a factual cause, an outcome, something that actually happens. And then the outcome is going to have an effect. Meaning something we feel, something that we see, something that that. Oh, hey, Susie. It's going to have an effect. It's going to have something that we feel. And then we make it mean something because we are human beings and we're meaning-making machines. And then when we make it mean something, it then becomes a core belief from based on our skill. And then we get into this vicious cycle or you have a virtuous. And our job in our communication and presentations of our offers and in our content, in our conversion content specifically, it's our job to meet people where they're at in their vicious cycle and then continue to move them to the virtuous cycle. That's what we're doing in our content, okay? So let's talk, now, if you're here in the group and you're looking at the slide, I wanna show you this content journey because this, I'm gonna tell you right now, if, take some time on this, if you're watching the replay, like just breathe on this for a second because this can sometimes be a little mind-bending, okay? but I'm going to start with the simplistic way that you can start creating today, okay? And it starts from knowing your client and what do they want? Like straight up, what do they want? And I don't mean, what do you want them to want? And I don't mean, what do they need? I mean, what do they want? Because we need to communicate and position our stuff to be the fastest, most efficient way to get them to what they want. Just give them what they want, okay? Now we get hung up here because, you know, we don't want to be part of the problem. We don't want to, we want to not be judged by our colleagues and so on and so forth. And listen, that's that's totally normal. Um, and it's, you know, it's normal and and I get it. Nobody wants that. Okay. We don't want to be part of the problem. We don't want to harm people. That's the number one thing that we're set out to do as physical therapists, personal trainers, do no harm. So we don't want to harm people. Nobody gets into this business to hurt people. Okay. And we need to meet people where they're at. So what do they want? So we're going to start there. Okay. So if you're right here, step five on the slide. Okay. Then we have to go to level one. So this is all level one stuff. What is the problem? Level one awareness. What is the problem that your clients think that they're in? Okay. What do they know that they're in? What is the problem that they have? What are the things that they are coming to you and saying to you? Level one. Okay. Then we need to find out. Okay. Number three, what's in the way? What is preventing them from getting what they want? Okay, and it comes down to these two things, mistakes and misconceptions. Okay, so now we have to go into level two, which is what is the real problem? Step two, and then number four, if you're here on the slide, what's the solution that you know is going to help them? What is your method, your way? How are you going to help them go from the problem to what they want? That's what we're talking about when we're talking about conversion content. Now, here's why people get stuck. Here's why people struggle. Here's why content doesn't lift is because so many well-meaning coaches, they do one of three things. They create content for a solution that nobody wants or they don't know that they want to solve problems they don't know they're in or don't think pertain to them. That's That's one thing we do. The second thing we do is we write content To help people get what we think, that what we want them to want, what they need. And that's no dice. It's not going to happen. You can can help them get excited about those things once they're in your world, once they believe in you, once they believe in themselves, once they go through that ladder of believability and they say yes to themselves, then you're going to show them what becomes possible when they stop being in this vicious cycle. Okay. And then the third reason why people struggle is because we want to make things complex. Me too. I am the queen of complexity. You're not alone. I want you to think fourth grade level and get simple, 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 simple. Even if you just said love problem that they're in, what they want and constantly help them identify and see what the problem is, shifted their perspective. Okay. Around why they're, why, what's in the way. And got them on board with the solution to see what's possible, you would be good to go. Okay, so let me give you some tangible examples, okay, because sometimes this helps solidify it, okay? The other reason that that a lot of people struggle and this, I have been in multiple, multiple, multiple messaging conversations, okay, is that what's easy for you is not easy for your client. So we think, oh, level one awareness. Everybody knows that we need to eat more protein. Does everybody know that? Are you sure? But Beverly, my protein piece of content went viral. Okay, great. I love that for you. So you reached a certain amount of people who already know that protein's the solution. What about the people that don't? And you're like, but Beverly, everybody knows this. Dude. I lived with someone during the pandemic who didn't know that carbohydrates were a vegetable. And then just test it. Test it. Test the theory for me. Okay? So let me give you an example. If I were to create a piece of content that's like three ways to add more protein at breakfast, that's a great piece. Do it. Okay? And... Try this when you're on a health journey. Stay uh, stay full longer with these three tips. When you're trying to lose weight, here's how to stay full longer. I'm gonna get you on board with protein, but I'm gonna meet you at the problem that you're in, in the context of what it is you want. Okay, help people. Help them. Help them. Help them. Help them. Okay, so. Here's what I mean about what's the problem, what's the real problem, what's in the way of solving the problem, what's the solution, and what do they want? That's the journey, okay? So let's talk about what is the problem that they're in. Let's talk about the headache, okay? What's the real problem? Oh, I got a headache. My head hurts. What's the problem? Maybe they're dehydrated, okay? makes sense? Maybe I got some people, I got some people watching live. So answer the question. I'm going to be here. What's the problem, right? So maybe they have, they have, maybe the problem is that they have a concussion, right? So if I'm like, hey, three ways to reduce your concussion symptoms, I'm like, "No, no, no, I don't, I don't have a concussion. I just have a headache. Okay. Well, what's preventing me from solving it? How? Well, why can't I get, why can't I stop hurting? I, I want my head to stop hurting. The problem is I have a headache. Why am I not, why can't I solve it? There's not the right Advil. Advil's not working. I'm drowning myself in water. Remember, action, outcome, effect, and meaning. Because maybe you're not dehydrated. And you have a concussion. Oh my gosh, right? Your people take action, which people will call a mistake, but they take an action from a misconception. There's a reason why people do what it is that they do. They just often are oftentimes operating from mistakes and misconceptions. And it's not their fault. It's not their fault. Half the time, they don't know it because 95% of what we do is unconscious. Probably don't have to tell you that. Half the time, we don't know that we're doing it. Or we are, you know, I'll give you another example, right? We're 100% habitual, but not everyone knows that. Everyone goes, oh, that's not, that's not, that's not me. Habits aren't my problem. I just need another diaper. Or I'm not disciplined enough. Now, why do they think that? What is causing them to think they're not disciplined enough? Oh, it's because they did this diet whole 30 and they had some results, but then they, they got off track and then they had this outcome, right. Cause and effect. They did this, they took this action, they had an outcome and they felt great. And then they, and so they made it mean, Oh, whole 30 is the only way to, to lose and keep off weight. Okay, now I'm talking about fat loss because that was my context. Do I think that's what I learned? That's what I know. Okay, does, do I think that the only reason to the, to be successful is fat loss? No, there's lots of people that can't talk about fat loss. There's lots of people that have, are dealing with pain and don't care about fat loss. There's lots of it. Just really depends on who you're talking to, and what is it that they want. Okay, so now. The other thing too is that people will tell you what it is that they want. Like, oh, I want to have more confidence, or I want to feel, you know, I want to have increased energy. You know, sometimes they tell you what they think they need. But what do they want? Well, oh, what becomes possible for you when you have more energy? Dig deeper in the questions that you're asking and really strive to be simple. And then what happens is once you can identify, and I mean, tomorrow when I show you how to put this together and like actually come up with a content strategy, I'm telling you, because I'm telling you this, you don't have to have a gaggle of options. Like you just need to talk about the same three or five things every single day, every day, every day, every day, every day. Well, I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but it's like people get kind of like, oh, am I in the weeds when it comes to content creation, thinking that they just have to constantly reinvent the wheel. But the truth of the matter is that you've got people, The you know, fitness is like what a billion to $1.2 billion or something like that industry. And yet the majority of people continue to struggle. So so how can you say that that your work or that the, the, the basics don't matter? True masters are the ones that repeat the basics over and over and over and over and over again. Okay. And so what I want to offer to you and share with you is that you could just pick three to five topics and talk about it every day. Every day. Just in a different way. Okay. So it doesn't have to be hard or complicated or constantly coming up with more ideas. But what you do need to do is identify what's the problem, what's the real problem, what's in the way, what's in the solution, how do you specifically get them from A to B to get what they want? That's it. You need to know that. And I have this content checklist, check this content cheat sheet that I give to all my formula and accelerator people. That it's literally just like when they're like, "Oh, I don't know what to create today." Great, we're either going towards strategy or away strategy. Are we identifying the mistakes and the misconceptions and shifting their perspective? Okay, so people get a little bit twisted when we use words like persuasive and influential content, right? Because it's not the same. As convincing or manipulating, people are like, I don't want to be persuasive, blah, 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 blah. but we need to be able to shift perspective. For so, for those of you who are hanging out with me on Facebook right now, this is for educational purposes only. I do not own these images at all. Okay. But if you're looking at these slides, can you tell me over here, like, what do you see over here? This image right here on the here, uh, I just have to check on the left. Tell me, what do you see? Okay. Now, there's been a little bit of a delay, but so I'm just I'm going to keep moving forward. But some people will see a duck and some people will see a bunny. And so what happens is if I saw the duck and I was like, hey, come buy this organic free or or buy this organic duck food. That's so amazing. It's 50 cents. And I'm like trying to give it to you. And you're the person that's like, no, I have a bunny. What is? I don't need that duck food. Okay. It becomes our job as the communicator, as the present, as the, as the presenter of the, like, you have a bunny. And then you say to yourself and you're like, okay, well, you know, you start creating content that's like, Hey, is your bunny not eating? Is your bunny quacking? Is your bunny swimming and you're wondering, "Man, what's wrong with my bunny?" Then maybe you don't have a bunny and you actually have a duck. Now, as you listen to me talk, you might be like, "Beverly, that's so kooky." You we all know that that, you know, someone who has a bunny isn't going to is going to know they have a duck, right? But I'm giving you this example so that you can see because this is what happens and why people struggle inside of health and wellness. Because maybe it's not so easy for them to see that, oh, maybe I do have a duck. That's why they need your work. That's why your work matters. That's why your specific voice on it matters. Because if I had to work with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's not a bad dude. I have no problem with him, but he's not going to be my top choice. If he was my only option, I probably wouldn't be a trainer or a coach. Now, for those of you, this one's a little bit more tricky, but what do you see over here? On the right side, do you see the young woman or the old woman? Right? They both exist. They both can coexist. It's not about either one being bad or wrong, but this is why shifting perspective is so powerful because all of your people who are in a problem and they can't solve it are operating from misconceptions. They think that they have a duck when they really have a bunny and they're operating from a misconceptions which causes them to take action that either makes the problem worse, that makes the problem or, or doesn't help solve it, right? So if we go back to the headache example, and let's say I realize I know that I'm dehydrated, but I'm drinking so much coffee and no matter how much coffee I drink, my headache won't go away. Oh, that's because I'm operating because I don't realize that coffee is dehydrating and not hydrating. Your people are doing this all the time. Okay. So that is part of how and why it's so important that we shift our perspective. And now people get twisted, right? Like, oh, how do I know? How do I know what are they operating? How do I know what, what they're thinking? Okay, go and study them. This is why I don't like to survey my people because if you ask them, they're going to be like, oh, I just need more confidence. I just need another meal plan. They're going to tell you what they think that they need. But instead, I want you to go and observe them in the wild. Go and study them. Once you decide that this is the transformation that you want to talk about, this is the outcome that you help your people do, you get to ask yourself, well, what's preventing them from getting there? And if you're not sure, go find out. So how? Okay, well, go to Amazon and go look at books that have been written on your subject and go see what the reviews say because questions are often there. Go to askthepublic.com, go to Reddit, go to Facebook groups, not to poach. Okay. Everybody knows what you're doing there. And if you're like just posting high valuable content, we all know that. Okay. No one, no one's an idiot, but go and observe, like go into your parenting groups and just type on the sidebar fitness, professional health and wellness working out and just go see what do people post? What do people ask? What do people say? Go to Pinterest, go to Google, go to Go outside of the box and think about, you know, where, what do your people do? What do they say? What do they ask? And go observe them in the wild. Okay. Because as soon as you ask them and you survey them, like, what do you want to hear from me? That's like turning on the lights when you're in Florida and the cockroaches go. Okay. Go see someone that has your you know, your business or someone that you might not like the way that they teach is not in alignment with you. It's fine. It's not that they're bad or wrong, but go see what their people ask them. Because then maybe you create content that is going to be the opposite of, of of what they would recommend. Not that that's bad, just that that's an idea for you. Okay. Think about your process, Right. Think about how you learn. Okay, I got. My, I know that my mic is here, and so I don't. I I've been like not wanting to put my scarf around my neck because I don't want to. I don't want to. I'll just hold my mic because I don't. I'm like that. I'll, I'm like those influencers. I but I want to have my neck my scarf on anyway. Okay. So go study them. Okay. So then once you start to study them, then we can start to layer in the messaging strategy. Okay. So not tomorrow when you join me live, don't worry, we're not done yet. Cause I know we haven't started talking about content. I just started talking. I just started showing you how you start thinking about content. Okay. But tomorrow when you join me live, I'm going to talk about the strategy because just post every day, it's not a strategy. Okay. Because honestly, if that were true, then wouldn't we all be flying around in our personal jets? And I probably don't have to tell you that we're not doing that. Okay. So I will show you how we can use strategy and how we can be strategic and get the reps and how I'll do all of that tomorrow. Okay. But right now, when I'm talking about strategy, I'm talking about how we communicate and how we can really identify the three different types of conversion pieces of content and conversion events that that we want. Okay. But in order to do that, we need to understand, what is your message? What do you stand for? What is your specific way of taking someone who's never heard of you before and and getting them excited about the solution, even if they don't come and board with you? Maybe maybe they're not going to work with you and you're just showing up to, to really help someone. What? Are, do you stand for? So think of it as like the body, the car, right? I'm making a case for the car. The fastest way to go from New York to LA is to drive. Now, those of you who are like, that's not true. You need to use an airplane. Well, great. You make a case for an airplane and I'll make a case for the car. And my person can't be on an airplane. My person needs a car and not just any car, the Subaru. But listen, hey, don't take it from me. You just get a car that you need. I recommend the Subaru. And when you buy my Subaru, then blah, blah, blah. Okay. so messaging is what it is that you stand for. And people sometimes will overthink this because they think, oh, I need to come up with a unique mechanism. I need to come up with this unique solution. No, you just need to be clear and communicate clearly so that your people know what it is that you stand for. Because you don't need to reinvent biomechanics. You don't need to reinvent habits. You don't need to reinvent strength training. It's just you need to be clear on what is your way. Blood flow restriction is the fastest, most efficient way to do to move out of pain to get your clients results. Okay. Habit training is it strength training? Is it, you know, prioritizing nutrition? Like just real, like the more specific, the better. And then the copy, the language that you use is going to be the gasoline that fuels the message. And I want to offer to you. So, so the copy is how you communicate the message. It's the gasoline to the car, okay? And so what does that look like in your content piece? So. You'll see here that your messaging is, is rooted in your identity and rooted in your core belief and rooted in who you are and what it is that you do. And so sometimes if you're struggling to figure this out, I don't blame you. You're not alone because it's so it's innate. Oftentimes it's innate in you. Okay. So, and, and (laughs) I always use this example, but nobody in my groups know what I'm talking So it often makes me laugh sometimes. But it's like, (laughs) I'm just going to say it. If you've read Twilight or you've watched the, the movies Twilight, when she becomes a vampire and she has to like push her brain away from herself, essentially, like to like do her protect her, protect her like she pushes out her protector field. What I'm asking you to do is this. I'm asking you to deconstruct what is so natural and easy to you that you can do without thinking about it, which can be very challenging. This is part of the reason why success is your worst teacher, because sometimes you cannot replicate the reasons why you are, uh, you can't replicate the reasons why you are um, so successful. But when you are, when you are stepping stone on all of your, like, oh, I tried that, that didn't work. Tried that, that didn't work. Then you can, you'll, the, the process and how you got there sometimes is way more illuminated. Okay. So your messaging is rooted in your why and your identity and who you are. And then your messaging then is now fueled in the level one of like, this is the problem that they're in and this is the outcome that they want. And then it shows up in content. Now, if you're here watching me live inside this free Facebook group, you see this iceberg. This is what it looks like in your content. Okay. So now, one of the biggest misconceptions when it comes to putting content out is like just add a ton of value, and then you're gonna grow audience, you're gonna grow customers, and so on and so forth. But that's one of the biggest mistakes that you can make because what happened? And listen, I get why. I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't, don't give value. Just people get people get tripped up on what value actually is because if it really was as easy and as simple as a put a buy button on your website then we'd all be, you know, trillionaires, okay? But how many times, in the and just for another record, okay, have you fully considered, when will you know that your content is valuable? Okay, and the last time I checked, I couldn't take likes, comment, shares to the bank. Okay, this is why I always say, you know, you're no like and trust or trying to build these huge of people that like you. This is this is people pleasers <laughs> night worst nightmare as a former people pleaser. It is. And I laugh because my friends are like, you are not. It depends on the context. OK, but as someone who like really finds someone who has worked really hard to to move away from the fact that your worth is not determined by what it is that you do. Believing in no like and trust is just like the, the opposite of what helps you, because you operate from a place of never feeling like you've added enough value, or that it's not you're you you're not ready yet. As Soon as you do X, then you'll do Y. It's these high achie- it's the high achievers curse, in my opinion. Okay, so how do we determine you know you know what's valuable? Okay, so... The way that I break up value when I'm thinking about value is that it really honestly has to do two things. There are three things. And and it first starts with the getting clear on what is the conversion event that you're looking for. Because not all content is created equal. Some content is designed to reach more people and then convert them into audience to come into your space, to come into your email, to, to follow you, to come into your DM. And here's the thing that people don't tell you, Okay. Your audience is not just your your followers. With the with reels now, it is so easy to have real to have DM conversations with people, sales conversations with people who don't follow you. Okay. You've also got invisible audience, meaning that it's not so visible. Like I I said, when you're joining me now live, I've been stuck on my Instagram for 2,189 people for the last 90 days, and I have not blinked. It has not impacted my sales. Okay. Not because of any any other reason than than I still have. Hey, hey, what? Hi, Tamasha, it's so good to see you. Okay, not for any other reason that I'm just focused on nurturing my current audience and there's the audience that people don't see, like your email list, like your podcast listeners, like your, your people who are in your DM, even though they might not follow you, which happens a lot with reels, like I was saying earlier. Okay, so that's conversion event number one. And then you're gonna have conversion event number two which is going to be the like, here is the offer. That's so amazing. Offer is so amazing that it sells itself. There's no pressure. It's literally, do you want this? Conversion event to the sales conversation. And now people get this twisted because people are like, I don't want to be sleazy. I don't want to be pressure. I don't want to push. Okay, well, when you set up these four essential sales system that we're breaking up in our time together, you will create a pressure-free, permission-based sales system so that it takes what it takes until it takes. No pressure, no sleaze, no push required. It will require communication. It will and might feel a little sticky in terms of like, oh, I need to communicate that this is valuable and I'm going to need to address the resistance that comes up some people call this overcoming objections but i'm not I, it, again it's not here to create demand i'm not here to create demand i'm here to cultivate the demand that is already there and show my people how easy it is to say yes to themselves because our brain is designed to keep you safe and that fear never going away so all this this drive and urge to to try be fearless I'm, i don't need to be fearless I'm here to work with fear. My old acting teacher, Ann Dowd, used to say to me, hello, darkness, my old friend. When you can make fear your friend and work with fear, then then I'm going to empower people to say yes to themselves all day long. So this is going to require you to take a look at your relationship to selling. Do you believe that selling is a service? Because if you don't, then we need to look at that. Okay, because selling and the ask for an energetic exchange, whether it's your time, your email, your money, that has nothing to do with you and everything to do with your client, okay? And them saying yes to themselves, okay? So we need to take a look at that. And if you feel like, oh, man... I I don't want to be sleazy. It's oftentimes because you have context and evidence of a time where you felt like you were pushed, why you felt like you were pressured. Because sleazy people, sleazy selling, I don't believe, there's no one tries to be sleazy, okay? In my world, at least. If you're hanging out here, you're not trying to be sleazy, okay? It just usually happens. People try to sell it in opportune times. They try to, uh, they try to tell, they try to, they're false. They they like sell snake oil. They're lying. They're like, love your content, but they've never looked at it. (laughs) Okay. We see that. We know that. Okay. Or they don't listen. They already think that they know what you're going to say. And listen, I've been guilty of that because when you've done so many calls or so many sales conversations, whether it's one to many, whether it's one to one. You start to anticipate that you think you already know what they're going to say when you don't. Okay. The third reason is that people will lack empathy. If You can't understand or demonstrate that you see and hear these people, then they're going to get put on the, on the defense. You don't want your prospect to be on the defense. And then they won't take no for an answer. If you're not taking no for an, answer, but, and in an effort to not take no for an answer, you don't get to the no, you got to get to the no. Okay. Now listen, if you're like, oh, I want to learn more about these sales conversations and come into my free group. There's, I've got, I've got tons of experience or of, of coaching calls that we've done live together. Would you replays, which you can come in and watch totally free. It's up there. Okay. So that you can see how you can communicate. Just just to find out if we're a good fit together, okay? No pressure, no pushing. So what does that look like? okay? So here's the difference between telling and the difference between selling. because the truth is we're selling all the time. okay? So I, I talked about this one a lot. Like a lot of people, you know, are teaching, teaching, teaching because they think, oh, I just need to add a ton of value. Okay, but if your content looks like Google, and only it looks like Google, then you're potentially running the risk of one of two things. Either everyone's like, oh, okay, great. I got everything that I need. I'm going to go try that. And then I'm going to come back and do this. Okay. Or one of three things. So that's going to happen. Or number two, you're actually running the risk of potentially overwhelming your client. And they get into overwhelm because they think, oh my gosh, there's too much to do. I don't know where to start. I'm never going to be able to do it. And and I'll never be able to get it done. and, And therefore I can't. Okay, so that's something that sometimes oof, that's 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 harsh. And then the other thing with over-teaching is then we start to sound a little bit like Charlie Brown's mom, where it's like wah 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 wah, and then they just stop listening to you. Okay, so what we do when we sell is we give value, we give them a win, give them a win, and then cultivate the demand for the next step. I'm not saying convince anybody. I'm not here to convince anybody of anything. The demand is already there. You're going to demonstrate your authority, which is down here on the slides, by giving them a win and then telling them what's the next step. So it's it's the difference between telling and selling. So instead of explaining and sounding like Charlie Brown's mom, I'm going to shift your perspective. Now, if you are here, if you saw me earlier, you've been watching earlier, I'm going to show you that you have a bunny, not a duck. Okay, I'm going to shift for the perspective to acknowledge these are the actions, mistakes that you're making because of these misconceptions and then shift it. I'm going to share, you know, I'm going to tell stories and connect you, the client, into the story as opposed to just, you know, trying to, you know, vulnerability vomit. And that is the difference between telling you I'm an authority and demonstrating authority because you subconsciously connect through the specificity in your language, the simple and specific way. So how? Now we can start talking about the content pieces. Okay. I have bucketed my content into five main buckets. Okay. You're going to have your polarizing pieces. Now, a word on polarizing as someone who's about to be canceled I'm, I'm just waiting for it <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you why. I'll, I'll explain why I'm saying that, but you know, you can be polarizing and kind. You're allowed to be like, you're allowed to love your way. You're allowed to be pro group coaching without being anti one-on-one, okay? You could be pro vanilla ice cream without being anti-chocolate. I'm not here to be right. I'm not here to put people down. I'm here to get results. And I'm here to debunk processes and misconceptions that keep people stuck. But that doesn't mean I'm making other people wrong or other people bad. And I'm not here to talk about my pet peeves. I'm here to get my people results, okay? So polarizing sometimes is just standing for something and being convicted and letting the chips fall and being okay with that. And sometimes it's, it depends but what's the opposite of it depends no 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 my way no this way only way which i have been in you know i've made that mistake before okay so being polarizing just means that you are convicted you're drawing a line in the sand and it's clear and and that potentially might you know ruffle some feathers but i can handle that because i'm not here to make other people wrong or bad and i have the space to hold multiple different opinions and and be okay with them, okay? it's And that takes time because oftentimes a lot of people out there, when you look at their content and people that they're roasting, I get why. Because sometimes that information is harmful. And remember, do no harm, okay? And we want to fix that. We want to change that. But the way that you do that is the change starts with you. Be the change. Because I'm a firm believer that like attracts like. So if you don't want to be trolled, don't troll people. So being polarizing doesn't mean be a troll. It means stand for something. Find, connect, shift perspective, and find the people that need you. Now, your friend and connection content this is your this is your stories this is your client stories. This is where you get to position your client as the as the you know front and center. This is where you get to demonstrate your authority, not just tell people you're an authority but show them well, how Beverly, how you do it by the specificity of this is how I felt when I was in this problem. It wasn't until I did your solution that now I have all these outcomes they want. It's literally as simple, can be as simple as that. You do need to have how to convert. You do need to have how to educational content. Okay. The the stuff that teaches them, the stuff that gives them the value, that's how you deepen the trust in your process where it's like, hey, don't believe me, believe my clients or try this on yourself and cultivate demand for the next step. So that they, so, because that's going to deepen that sense of like, and then also when you send, I promise I'll go back and finish that thought. But when you do this and you don't have that urgency or, or stress to like, I got to get this closed, because you've built a system that's like, Hey, you know, I'm here on your time. I'm going to keep demonstrating and showing you what's at stake, but I'm not here to pressure you. You say yes, when you're ready. Okay. That, that, that changes the game for you. That makes everything so much easier. And you just get to show up, share what you love, cultivate demand, and show them what's possible in the next step. That's what that means. Okay. Because you are, when when there's any when there's reciprocity, when there's an energetic exchange, we talked about this in the offer yesterday training. So go back and watch that in the group if you haven't already, is that that's when people show up, when there's an emotional investment and it's not for us to decide what's expensive. Expensive compared to what? Okay. Then you got value ads. Value ads are your pieces of content that educate, but they're not necessarily step one, step two, step three. So it's like, you know, three ways to stay full longer throughout the day, eat protein, and here's how you do it And the breakfast is a how-to. Value ad is going to be like, what's the nutritional differences between a sweet potato and a white potato? Then you got the motivational pieces, the pieces that, that inspire people to take action. Okay, those are typically the the chunks that go in like the five bucket containers that I teach my people when it comes to content. And then they go into a continuum of of a spectrum of what I like to call aspirational and relatable, educational and entertaining. And there can be those sweet spot where it's both right, where it's all four right in the middle, where it's like funny, and it's, and it's educational and it's relatable and then shows them the aspirational, but it doesn't all have to be that, okay? So your content formula, we've all heard hook, value, call to action. I probably, chances are, I probably don't have to tell you, okay? So let me break down what, how and what that actually looks like, because a hook is more than just what you say. It's also how you say it. How do you stop the scroll? How do you grab attention? And that can show up in so many different ways in the what you say, in the, in the how you say it, in the in the cinematography, in, the, in just the copy. Now people get twisted because it's just how humans are, but it has to be polished and perfect. And oh my gosh, I had to do it this way. There's no right way. There's the way that helps you be consistent. And it's all about guessing, testing, and assessing. The what, the how, and the why. Okay, now we get into the value portion. This is the insight portion. Now, what makes something valuable is shifting perspective because if people knew how to solve the problem already, they would. Plain and simple. What are the insights that you can provide? The wins that you can give them? And what is the gap? What's the next step? Okay. What, and why? Is the next step gonna help you which is why the call to action is so important and it's also in the context of the conversion event so if i'm trying to do grow more audience or grow more followers grow more prospects i'm going to be like follow for more tips on conversion content so i'm going to give you a reason to follow me follow for more tips on training to grow your business OK, then I'm going to give you now, if I'm a call to action where I want to have more sales conversations, I'm going to say DM next to learn more about my method. OK, if I want a call like a, a, to do a promotional piece of content to drive sales, I'm going to be like DM me accelerator to get the checkout link or go to the link in my profile. You know, people are like, "Oh, Lincoln Bio has a thirty-seven percent engagement drop." Yeah, of course, because when was the last time you engaged in a promotional piece of content or an ad? Probably not so much. But does that mean that it doesn't is it's not needed? No, it's needed. Of course, it's needed. People need reminders. It goes back to the growth of volume, volume and asks and volume and top of mind. This is why I have this unpopular opinion that ads are actually way cheaper than organic marketing. And most people don't realize. it. I know it's an unpopular opinion and people get all like at me about this, but it's so true. Right now, my ads are off. This is why people said, oh, man, Beverly, you haven't grown in any day. And so I don't have to. Why should I listen to you? Your, your Instagram is so small, blah, 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 blah. Oh, okay, that's because you can't take likes, comments, cheers, and followers to the bank. And you're looking at the wrong numbers, bro. Okay. Sure. <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm saying that and I'm saying it out loud because honestly, I've said that to myself as well. Okay, where I've been like, oh, man, who's going to listen to me? That's just not true. Okay. Organic, but there's so many things at play and we, we tend to purse, especially high achievers. Remember how I was, you know, like earlier, if you're joining me live, I literally have two minutes before I get into my next call. So I have to like button this up, but you know, this is why I was saying earlier, I was like, you know, I, I get so, I guess my people pleasers, my people pleasers it's really high. It's not really people pleasers. It's more my high achievers, my people who think that their value is in, in in what they do which is just not true you don't have to prove anything to anybody okay so anyway i I got on that tangent because we start to think i'm just not valuable enough and then we try to work harder we try to outwork time and that's just not gonna happen just plain and simple not gonna happen okay so where do we put it okay beverly fine I'm with you. Like I I need to do uh, you know I need to get in front of more people. I need I need more conversion events, and it doesn't matter if it's gonna be paid or organic. I teach my people a combination of both, okay? The question becomes, well, where do I put this? How do I put this together? Okay? Because just post every day is not a business strategy. And I talked about that earlier, okay? So this is why come hang out with me tomorrow, okay, last day, and I've got, 60 seconds to finish this up, but come and join me tomorrow, and I'm going to show you how we put this together, how you master the art and science of selling without selling, how you actually create that content, the clients on demand. We talked about how we do that, but now I'm going to show you how we organize it, how we can do it even if you have one to three hours of time a day. I'm going to show you how we put it together and how we cultivate that desire for our offers without convincing anyone. Okay, that's. That's what we're going to be doing, okay? I'm going to show you how we put this together. I'm going to show you how we can do it and how we can actually save time. And this is going to be this blueprint. You after tomorrow, I'm going to show you how you can walk away with consistent and predictable revenue, even with a small following.